Welcome back. You are listening to Aspire. And as always, joining you today is me, Mastura Kolmeyer. Before we delve in, how has your week been? Guess what happened to little old Perth this week? I think I spoke too soon because if you didn't hear or are not aware of what happens on my side of the world, Sunday night, Perth went into a five-day lockdown. The shops were packed out and people were panic buying when they had been advised not to. Luckily, we did our grocery shopping the day before the lockdown happened because apparently the shops were crazy. One of my colleagues said that she was at the shops and she had been waiting in line for three hours hours. She said there was no parking, only street parking. That was how full it was. Of course, no one listens when the Premier of Western Australia, Mark McGowan, specifically advised there was no need to panic buy as you can still go to the grocery store to buy your essentials. I don't get what it is, but bloody Perthians just do not listen. And you know for sure, that toilet paper and the like was all sold out yet again. The difference this time for the lockdown was that we had to wear masks and I didn't even own one at this point. We tried to get some at the pharmacy but could only get two. Luckily, since I worked from home on all the days we were in lockdown, Yusri used the masks to go to work and we bought some more a little later. I hardly went out at all. Just did all the grocery shopping for us that week, so there was really no need to go out. And then what makes it worse was on Tuesday, we had to evacuate due to a bushfire. We were in the watch and act zone, but I didn't want to be home with the kids working and deciding whether we needed to leave or not. Especially since Isaisa's respiratory isn't very strong, He suffers a little with asthmatic symptoms. So it has been one hell of a week watching the fire spread and hoping that our house remains safe as the fires claimed 82 homes. Thankfully, the firefighters did an incredible job fighting the blaze in such tough terrain and windy weather conditions. We will probably end up going home tonight after the lockdown ends. Thank goodness, because it has been one crazy week and I miss my bed. But I have so much to be grateful for. One being that we got to finally watch Aladdin over the weekend, the live action film. I really enjoyed it. And Will Smith did a great job in his role as Genie. I wasn't sure if he could really live up to Robin Williams as Genie, but Will made Genie his own and I enjoyed his take on it. It was pretty interesting to see what they could take from what was in the original cartoon and translate it into a real life action film. When you hear that your favourite Disney classic is going to be recreated into live action, you hear that tiny voice inside your head saying, man, they better not mess this up. Aladdin has always been my favourite classic Disney film and so I definitely was going to be a hard critic when it came to the live action movie. I really love the fact that they use people of colour in this film 
and casted an actor of Aladdin who is from Arab descent. Mina Masood's background is Egyptian and he played Aladdin perfectly, bringing to life the cheeky but honest and charismatic wholesome character of Aladdin. He looked the part and had a great singing voice and had such chemistry with his co-star Will. I wasn't too sure about Naomi Scott at first, given she isn't from Arab descent, but she does look like a gorgeous representation of Jasmine and she played the role really well. She was an elegant, strong and powerful princess and she has a lovely singing voice as well. Jafar, however, lacked menace and humour in this film. He was short in stature, not tall and lanky like he is in the original cartoon. And this took away from his character as a villain. He wasn't as dark and scary as in the original film. And his twisted humour and relationship with him and Iago is not really present in this remake. There's no element of wanting revenge. And there are no sinister layers to him. The depth of his motives that comes with lusting after Jasmine and wanting to be the most powerful person in the world appears to be missing. Jasmine is already a headstrong princess, but with Naomi being a more tough and feisty representation of the princess, it made Jafar look weak and small hurting his image as the antagonist and making him out like a petulant child, throwing a tantrum because he cannot get his way. His voice is unthreatening. He isn't creepy and doesn't come across as a villain to be afraid of. The audience were not fazed by him, but rather found him good looking and dubbed him to be hot Jafar. I mean, he is all right, but him being more attractive than menacing just takes away from Aladdin and his story. Also, one of my gripes with the film was that they drew on Indian influences rather than Arabic influences, and it frustrated me to no end that they got this confused. Don't get me wrong, I love Indian culture, and I grew up watching a lot of Hindi films. There are definitely similarities between the two cultures. However, it is rather disappointing when the cultural appropriation becomes convoluted in the delivery of the story. This can be extremely confusing to many when there already is minimal representation for different cultures in media and film, especially when it comes to people of colour. The dancing scenes appear to be similar to a Bollywood movie, And even the way they dress resembled more of the Indian culture than Arab culture. I won't even get into the problematic depictions of the whole story premise of Aladdin. Things are only realized as I grew older and rewatched my favorite childhood film again as an adult who is a Muslimah and a person of color. Although there are a lot of gross characterizations and stereotypes weaved into the story, it is still one of my favorites. The action film did modernize the story and allow Jasmine to become the Sultan. As much as I love this for her, and as a feminist and encourager of women, whilst it was refreshing to see the story evolve with the 21st century, I just love the original tale and so many others do too. So to take this away from lovers of the classical fairy tale and reimagine it in this way, 
really doesn't do it justice to the story when it is one that is so widely known. It struggled to keep my interest in some parts of the movie because it differed from the original story and the nostalgia that comes with the original film. Now I understand that the premise behind the new adaptation of the storyline, but if they made a retelling of the story separate from Aladdin's and from the viewpoint of Jasmine, then I probably would have liked it better. So it didn't alter the original storyline. By revisiting her story as a sequel or from a different vantage point, this can shine the light on her experiences and the change of law for her to be sultan rather than mucking around with the classic tale. That is just my own opinion and how I think they should have done it. But overall, I did enjoy this remake of Aladdin and they did pretty well in making it into a live action film. Almost everything that made the original so special has been reproduced in an incredible way. There is magic, surprise, colour, and the visuals are breathtakingly beautiful. It's definitely a whole new world, a new fantastic point of view. And I would rate it 8 out of 10. A whole new world, a new fantastic point of view. No one to tell us no or where to go or say we're only dreaming. That was an in-depth review. But this would have to be my recommendation for the week if you have not seen it yet. Now, let's get right into this week's episode on the podcast, which is all about who I am and why I started this podcast. It has been a few episodes in and some of you don't know much about me. So I thought I should tell you a bit about myself and just hope that you stick around. There is so much that I can tell you and talk to you about and I can literally talk for hours and hours about so many different things about me. But I just really want to ensure that I'm staying on topic and not digressing into other subtopics as I do quite often. My intention for this episode is for you to get to know me better as I openly and honestly put myself out there and share some things that normally I would to a close friend. So I hope that with my willingness to share this with you guys, you take it as a sign and permission to not be afraid of sharing who you are as well. With that, I want this to feel like a casual chat with a friend and want this to be really relaxed and chilled. So hey you, Hey friends, thank you for being here and listening thus far to me talking about myself. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Plus, we're friends now, right? So grab a coffee, a tea, a glass of water or whatever you drink. I don't drink alcohol, but if you do, that is cool, man. And let's sit down and talk. My name is Mustera. I was born in Canberra and moved to Perth. Western Australia at the age of five years old. I'm one of three children and the middle child among my siblings, so I've got middle child syndrome, uh, and I'm also the only daughter in my family. I have two brothers, one older and one younger, and we grew up having a really great childhood full of laughter and fun, wonder, imagination, mischief, and playing outside. My parents migrated to Australia from Malaysia 
So we have very strong ethnic roots to Malaysia, but are a mix of quite a few cultural backgrounds as well. My dad is half Chinese and part Sri Lankan and Dutch, and my mum is Malay and Indonesian originating from Aceh. Our faith is Islam, and so values and beliefs are closely held in accordance to our faith. We grew up from an amalgamation of values and morals that stem from our faith, our cultural background, and social and societal influences of living in Australia. When I was younger and in primary school, I was very much a tomboy. I kind of liked and followed everything my big brother did because he was the biggest role model and example for me to look up to. He loved basketball, so I loved basketball. He loved art, and so did I. Anything that he did, I would imitate and try to do too. He is three years older than me, so as I was going through school, he was always not too far ahead of me. It was not until we got to high school that things changed for me. Especially since around this time I started to wear my scarf or hijab. I remember starting high school not wearing it and partway through year 8 when I did start to wear hijab. That was close to the time when 9-11 happened. I won't get into my hijab story in this episode because that is a whole separate story on its own. But I did go through a bit of an identity crisis during high school. I think we all do. You know, we still are growing up trying to find who we are, what we're interested in. I think we are just finding ourselves in those years in high school. In year nine, my parents sent me and my younger brother to a boarding school, which was also an orphanage in Malaysia. As you may have heard in the episode about gratitude, we stayed there for three months before we had to come back because our visas couldn't be extended. Those three months of my life were an incredible part of my life. I learned so much about myself. Being alone and away from family increased my independence and I quickly learned about what the world was like outside of the life I lived in Australia. It was an eye-opener for sure, being surrounded by people who were less fortunate than me. I was grateful for the people I met and the life lessons I learned in those short three months. When my brother and I eventually came home, we were so relieved. Being away from everything and everyone we had ever known growing up was incredibly hard as a kid. So we were so excited and happy to be home. Nevertheless, experiences like that stick with you forever. And I'm so grateful that my parents allowed me the opportunity to live overseas for three months. After finding that most of my friends had left the school I went to, I asked my parents if I can change schools as well. I finished off year nine at the local public high school. And then the next year I went to a private Islamic college. I met some incredible people there, some who have become lifelong friends today. High school was so much fun again, and I love the multiculturalism that I experienced for the rest of my high school years. I didn't know, however, what I wanted to do after school, and I kind of coasted through those last years of high school. On the weekends, I would help my family's business as a reflexologist, and I did this through high school and many years later, you know, like child labor, that sort of thing. (laughs) I'm joking. I ended up going to college after high school since I had no clue what I wanted to be. 
my mum suggested I did business. And so I did a certificate three of general business and continued to assert four of business management and finished with a diploma of business management and business marketing, double dip. However, I didn't actually get the double diploma until a few years later due to not passing one unit, which was occupational health and safety. But I went back to study that one unit after I had my first child and I completed the double diploma at that point in my life. Just rewinding back to that, while I was in college and newly single again, after a year-long relationship, I was putting myself out there and getting over a heartbreak. I found this new sense of confidence in myself after I decided that was it. I was not going to still be hung up over my ex for any longer. As soon as I made that decision, I made sure I did life for me on my terms. That change in mindset made me so badass in not giving a damn or caring about what others thought. I saw a friend's suggestion from MySpace. Yeah, MySpace, before Facebook was popular. I'm showing my age. But I thought, hey, this guy looks real cute. And so I clicked add. We had mutual friends on MySpace, but we hadn't met yet. The next day when I logged in, I saw that he ended up accepting. And so we started talking from MySpace to MSN, which is Microsoft's messenger service, if you're not sure what that is where you could chat to your friends and, you know, email them and that sort of thing. But um, it's their instant messenger service to me asking him for his number because I was so confident at that time. And then we ended up texting and talking on the phone every day till the a.m. Eventually, we met one night when I asked if he wanted to come and watch Spider-Man with me and with my friend and her boyfriend too. Spider-Man has always been my favorite superhero. My brother is addicted to Spider-Man as well. And he likes to dress up as Spider-Man. <laughs> anyways, I love Spider-Man. He's just way uber cool, you know? So I had to go watch Spider-Man. So I asked him to come watch Spider-Man with me, right? And he agreed. He agreed to meet me there. And it ended up being the first time we had met. Not too long after, we hung out a few more times. And then in the end, we started dating. This guy was Yusri, who's now my husband. I can tell you a whole lot more about our story, but maybe I'll make a separate episode just talking about how it all happened in more detail because trying to fit a 14-year relationship in here will make this way too long, so I will leave it at that for now. After college, I applied for some jobs and the very first job I got was with Australia's biggest telecommunications company, in the contact center. From here, I learned what it was like to be in the workforce. It was an environment that was perfect for the employees who were transitioning from being a student to a worker. This is where the redundancy bug hit though. I have this theory that if you have been made redundant before, it continually haunts you for many more years to come afterwards. Trust me. (laughs) During this time, I ended up being married to my best friend. And not long after we got married, I fell pregnant just after my 21st birthday. After the global financial crisis hit, work was offering voluntary redundancies or the option to stay on. I chose to leave because I wanted to leave anyways. And why not get paid to leave, right? I was not yet showing at this time. And so I ended up applying for some other jobs in the meantime. 
After months of going through a recruitment process to work at the Australian Taxation Office, I was heavily pregnant when they finally offered me the job. I went in for training and then ended up taking maternity leave for seven months to have my first child. I was a young mum and very quickly had to grow up. Fast forward multiple job changes, over 12 different jobs to be exact, renting, then eventually building our first home, managing our finances as a family, running a household, nearly 13 years of marriage to my supportive husband, and three children later, I am here, not only surviving, but thriving. Just to touch on my career and my corporate background, I have worked in so many different roles in industries such as finance, utilities, and taxation. My skills range from credit management, debt collection, sales, customer service, management, business process improvement, accounts, management, financial licensing, auditing, compliance, user profiles, agreements, financial literacy, communications, and copy. Now, in between all that, about six years ago, I started my Instagram page as a creative outlet where I shared my hijab journey as a modest fashion blogger. I was the first hijabi fashionista in the Perth fashion scene. And although it was not easy, being looked at funny or judged like I didn't belong, I still forged a path for myself. I could see the stares. I would get the cold shoulders. I was shrugged off and ignored and not let into the clique of cool bloggers at the time. But I put myself out there regardless of what anyone thought or said. I just kept pushing and created my own path for myself because no one had done it here before. I ended up modeling, being on fashion magazine covers internationally, getting media accreditation, being at fashion weeks, walking runways, creating events, being a creative director, creating content, launching events, attending launches and events, gaining sponsorships, being gifted items, being part of different campaigns on newspaper covers and spreads, had my portrait travel around Australia's museums, being on digital billboard towers, public speaking and influencing, and working with some incredible brands and people. If you told me this before I started, I wouldn't have believed it was possible. And then about three years ago, I went on to found the Wonder Women Project, which is a platform for women to connect, share, learn support and grow together as a tribe and a community. And it's aimed at women who are looking to extend their networks professionally, collaboratively and personally whilst also supporting each other in all aspects of their lives through struggles and hurdles, love, achievements, and wins. So the platform highlights professional women, entrepreneurial creatives, businesses, 
startups, business owners, small businesses who are making waves in their industry. The project is aimed to celebrate women through inspiration, health and wellness, positive growth mindset, confidence, empowerment and self-love and living by its mantra of we lift as we climb. I really hold the belief that if we were to share in the success of others, we can all be successful together. And you sharing your success or celebrating others doesn't take away or doesn't split or divide the amount of success that everybody can achieve. So the idea of the platform is the community is there for women to come together to network and genuinely connect with one another through philanthropy and creative ventures to build pathways for social change. And this all stemmed from my personal growth in learning about personal development and mindset and also finding a nurturing community of women who are willing just to continue to lift each other up rather than tear each other down. So that is a bit about me and who I am. Now, with all that being put out there into the world for you to know, the question then comes down to, why I started this podcast and what you can expect from me in this show. My heart really is strong on just wanting to help. From a very young age, I've always been that person to always help others and willing to help others all the time. That is so ingrained in me and my well-being as a person. My heart really is strong on just wanting to help. I've always been someone that is always willing to help others. And so my intention for this podcast is to really focus on encouraging others to do life in a way that is purposeful so you can live a life that is fulfilling and meaningful. I want to change the narrative of just doing life with the many roles as we play as a mother, as a wife, as a businesswoman or corporate worker, juggling the household and all the different duties you have in your life. You know, being stuck in the mundane, overwhelmed and sick of the same thing day in and day out. I want to change the perception of motherhood as well, that it's not just hard and just how it's going to be. No, it can be really joyful and meaningful and beautiful, not just giving of yourself and give, give, give and servitude and hard and tough and a struggle, a season of struggle in your life. Life does not need to be wished away, hoping that the day will end because it's so awful or it's just really hard. It can all start now. We can have joy and abundance in all areas of our lives, in each season of our lives, including motherhood. So this podcast will be helpful if you are a mother or a woman who is really wanting more for herself in this life. I believe I was put on this earth to help other mothers and women like you to inspire them, to educate, empower, motivate and encourage and help. I really hope this is what the podcast will be for you. Of course, if this podcast doesn't align with you, then that is completely okay. I might not be your person or the right fit for you at this point of your life and that's all right. There are billions of people on this earth. You do you. But if this is something you are interested in, 
if it resonates with you, then I really hope it is helpful. I want this podcast to be really relaxed and fun, but at the same time, really intentional and purposeful. You have heard and had a taste of what type of things I'll be sharing on this podcast. So you kind of already know what to expect. Just really good conversations and good vibes. I hope to really provide value and lots of useful information that you can benefit from. And hopefully I can get other people on the podcast and interview them and share them with you so that you can benefit from their lived experiences as well. Feel free to send through your questions, your ideas, or anything you would like to hear from me on this podcast. I say it all the time, but I really do appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for being here and lending me some time to be in your ears. I'm incredibly humbled and grateful for you. Each and every one of you who has listened to a few minutes of an episode or a whole episode or any bit of my podcast, any bit of time that you dedicate to allow me to speak to you in your ears is incredibly humbling. And I'm so grateful that you are actually here and listening to this. And I really hope and it's really helpful for you. So thank you. Thank you so much to each and every one of you who are listening around the world. It's incredible how technology can put me in touch with you and that you can have me speaking to you in your ears right now. It's incredible. Thank you so much. So that is a bit about me and why I want to start this podcast. I hope it gives you a little bit of an insight into why I am here, who I am, and what type of things that you will hear from me on this podcast. And I hope and I hope you stick around and it resonates with you and you are really interested in just coming along on the journey with me while I share all the things that I have learned over my personal development journey and over my life and my career and impart that onto you so that you can actually take something away from everything I share and actually implement it into your life and take something from it and learn from it. So just to wrap this episode up, Mastura's mind-blowing fact of today is the name Australia contains three A's and each of them is pronounced differently. I'll leave that one for you to ponder. Thanks so much again for tuning into today's episode. And I hope you really enjoyed learning a bit about me. If you enjoyed it, please leave me a review so others can find my podcast. Being an independent podcaster means that all your reviews, subscribes and follows really help move my podcast up in the charts to reach others out there. So please, if you can give me a five-star review if you really enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed my podcast, please feel free to screenshot and share this episode while tagging me at Mastura Colmeyer on Instagram. I am also on TikTok or you can jump into our Facebook group at Aspire with Mastura Colmeyer. Got an idea or want to ask me a question? shoot me an email at masturacolmeyer at outlook.com. Thanks so much. I go now. Bye guys. Bye.